In episode 26, I speak with Jess Perica Jr., better known by most in the golf social media world as Bogey Smalls. Jess is a YouTube golf influencer that has tracked his progression and his deep love for the game of golf. His fun-loving attitude towards the game is what has made him a popular YouTuber. Jess has used golf's competitive nature to achieve a more active lifestyle. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Nothing Is OB Golf Podcast, episode number 26. Today I have a special guest. I'm here with a YouTube golf influencer known by the going by the name of Bogey Smalls. I have Jess Perica Jr. How are you doing today, Jess? I'm doing wonderful, buddy. How about yourself? Man, I'm doing great. I'm super pumped up, really excited. I'm glad my buddy Odie suggested that I get you on the podcast. Now, how well do you know Odie just from uh, just from social media or anything like that? Just from social media. But I mean, we've talked numerous times about trying to get together and for me to come down to that Texas heat and, and you know, play some golf with them. So, we, I mean, we've even talked about traveling somewhere, meeting halfway just to get together and golf. We just love the game so much, you know, and have, uh, you know, found a liking for each other, you know, just through Facebook and have some common interests and stuff. So, you know, yeah, man, he's a good guy. Very good guy. Oh man, he's an awesome guy. And, and just like you, I met him through social media and he reached yeah. out to me and he was just like, Hey, come on out here to golf club of Texas. That's his home course. And, uh, we played, a good amount of times there in the past several years. That was one of my, my first courses that I can say is my home course, but uh, good dude. He's a bringer of all uh, types of people, religions, backgrounds, races. Uh, he has, uh, he's brought a lot of people together and I'm glad he was able to put us together. Very cool. Nope. I am myself, man. I'm, I'm happy to be here. So you're coming all the way from Detroit, Michigan. All right. Is that correct? Correct. Just a suburb right outside Fraser, Michigan, just outside of Detroit, maybe about 20, 25 minutes, if that. So I've been watching some of your films and some of your vlogs that you have on YouTube. Uh, you, I, I'd say I, looking at the way you hit the ball and your carries and distances, I say, you know what, man, we're, we're pretty on point. I mean, your, game, your short game is a lot better than mine. But I said, you know what? I think we have like club for club. We're about the same. I said, so you know what? I didn't want to have you on the show if you were really whooping my ass, you know, oh. yardage wise. No, no. Uh, I, thank you for the praise of the short game because to be honest with you, it's probably in my eyes, my worst part of my game. Um, so, I mean, it's definitely come around and, 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 uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a work in progress. I'll say that. So tell me, why don't you, you tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself and your family life? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, Michigan man, you know, born and raised family man. Um, I, uh, come from a, you know, uh, Italian, you know, family, um, uh, I have a wife. I have two daughters. Um, they are my life. They are my everything. Uh, I, uh, currently manage a service desk for an IT company, uh, here in the Detroit area. Um, I've been doing that. IT has been my background. Um, wow. God, 17 years now, 18 years. So pretty much been my career from, you know, even being young, 41 years old. Um, so, you know, just, uh, you know, into this uh, new realm of, uh, of, of golf. Um, but I've, I've, 
I've had a long road, you know, ahead of me. Um, you know, definitely a, a bigger guy. I've always been a bigger guy. Um, I, uh, back in 2017, um, I was at my heaviest weight of about 581 pounds. And, uh, I was in the lowest place of my life at that time, thinking that, um, you know, either I was going to become disabled or that I wasn't going to be here. Um, I had never growing up, I'd always been a big kid, but I'd always been an athlete. You know, I'd always played sports all through junior high, high school, uh, baseball, big, big baseball, never was a golf person at all. Uh, it was strictly baseball. And then the, the, the story with me was, you know, my heart is, you know, my heart is football, but my love is baseball. That's how, that's how I grew up. Cause I wasn't very good at football, but I just, you know, my heart was in it. You know, I, I, I really, but my love, and even to this day, the, base baseball is like you know my pa my passion you know my passion now is obviously golf but to fast forward to that in 2017 i get some ulcers on my leg and i never let my weight bother me or or, or put me in a situation where you know i never let it bother me or anything like that um or get in the way of anything that i wanted to do well when i got the ulcers on ulcers on my legs and it put me in the hospital um it, it actually became where I could see that my body was deteriorating and that the, my weight was getting bigger, so much bigger than anything that I could control or that emotionally and personally that it got bigger than even myself. I couldn't deal with it anymore. So while I was in the hospital and getting these wounds and everything cleaned, um, the, the, uh, doctor that was on staff that night suggested the hospital's bariatric program to me. Um, I had looked into bariatric, you know, and surgery and all that. And I had reservations because, you know, there's a lot of um, talk out there of that's the easy road. You know, that's the, you know, if you can't do it yourself or you don't have the mindset to do it yourself, you know, you're taking the easy road. Uh, for anyone that believes that, you can have a side conversation with me and I, I will, because the bariatric surgery is the tool and you still have to do the work. So, so for, so for people that don't know uh, what bariatrics is, could you explain that to what some people that might not know? Uh, I understand from speaking to you previously and my mother had uh, a certain type of surgery that's similar to that, but could you explain a little bit of it to us? Sure. Sure. So there's a couple different, you know, surgeries. There's the sleeve surgery, and then there's also Ruin Y, uh, which is also referred to as gastric bypass. That's what I had. My wife also had this surgery, and we had it in back-to-back -back months, to be honest with you. So this has been a journey <laughs> for, both, for both my wife and I. Um, you know, together, combined, we've lost over 350 pounds. So, you know. It's um, badass, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And we did it for our girls. You know, I mean, that was the biggest thing. But to answer your question, so sleeve is where they cut out a, a uh, portion of your stomach and make a, a pouch. So think of like a half moon type. Um, 
and your stomach becomes, you know, smaller. So obviously, uh, but you still have everything intact as far as your intestines and everything like that. So they're basically just taking some of your stomach and they actually take that out of your body. So they remove, they, they, they cut, they staple, they take it out of your body. For Roux-en-Y gastric bypass, they cut, your, they cut your stomach to maybe the size of just a little bit bigger of a hard-boiled egg. And then they also take your intestines, they reroute your intestines and connect everything back to there. <laughs> but that, I know, crazy. it's crazy. It's, it's very crazy. It's scary. It's crazy. Uh, however, it was the best decision that I ever could have made. Um, and the only regret, and this is probably a lot, people will say this, is that I never, like, uh, I should have done it sooner. You know what I mean? Um, but drastic, you know, drastic times, you know, drastic measures. You know, I, I, I had to do something. Um, but so they, so they do that and where with the, the sleeve, they take the stomach out um, that they cut out with, you know, ruined white gastric bypass, that stomach that they've taken away still stays in, you know, inside of you. Yeah. So, but um, it just restricts obviously the amount of food intake that you, that you have, um, which was the biggest thing for me, you know, where I was eating, you know, full boxes of pizzas. Now I can have a slice or two and I feel satisfied. So, you know, and, and, and you have to still learn. It doesn't, 100% deprive you of the foods that you want, but you, you learn to um, have a different appreciation with food. That, that's the same type of surgery that my mom had. And I think one of the, the hardest things was is uh, being her only son and it's just me and her growing up, having the doctor come to you and kind of gives you, gives you the, the details of what, what can go, what, what's supposed to happen and what can go wrong. And, Absolutely. you know, hearing the mortality rate of uh, that, it's it's I'm not going to say that it's super high, but it's it's uh, you know, it's it's more a percentage than you'd like to hear. And uh, I think for my mom, what it did was it, it, it I'm sure it, it's what it's done for you. It's kind of giving you a new lease on life. If it's oh. given you the ability to do things with your kids, with your wife, to enjoy life as opposed to it being a struggle. 100%. It's rejuvenated me like you wouldn't believe. Um, at 600 pounds, I couldn't do the things that I can do right now, you know. Um, and I'm still, I'm still a big boy. If anyone goes and looks at my pictures, watches my videos, I'm still a big boy. But uh, I can get around a lot differently than I could at 600 pounds. Um, and, you know, that, that's the difference. Um, you know, and it's still, an, it's still a struggle to this day. Uh, it's still something that I have to work on. I'm not where obviously, you know, 100% I want to be at, but, um, you know, I've, I, I've, I've maintained and, you know, um, I, I, I haven't gone back to where I was and that was, you know, we're 2020 and that was 2017. So, you know, um, it's, 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 uh, definitely added years to my life. So. So how is the, the game of golf able to help you reach some of your goals and help keep the weight off and obviously giving you something else uh, to kind of put your effort and energy to? Yeah, 100%. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, there is some physical aspect to golf, no matter some people will say there isn't, you know, um, there is, you know, swinging that club, 
look, man, uh, I don't know about you, but the last couple of weeks of playing golf, even in the state of Michigan, we've had 92, 95, 97 degrees. And with the humidity, oh my God, man, I'm out there. I'm, I'm dying. So to sweat and have some fun <laughs> swinging the club all at the same, all at the same time, you know, um, it, it burns calories. It's not, it's not, you know, it's, it's not excessive working out, but it still has, has done, you know, the trick for me getting out there. It's not my only form of exercise. Um, but it's definitely, it, it's, it's definitely created a, um, keep me busy type mindset. I'm so involved in it, especially with my, you know, YouTube channel, um, and just wanting to be out there and play the golf simulator in my garage. Um, Hey man, you know, taking your mind away from food and doing other things and being active, what's better than that? Oh, uh, you're not lying. There's nothing better. I think, especially in this quarantine time, I'd say the first week or uh, we were on spring break when everything you were on the tail end of spring break here in Texas. And my wife and I are teachers and we're getting ready, you know, we're dreading going back. And then we get the emails and the notifications and, you know, we hear it on the news and social media about this COVID, how no, you're going to stay home. Everyone's staying home for like a couple more weeks. Well, shoot, my wife and I, hey, it's party time, baby. So we're eating desserts, making margaritas, trying all these different drinks, trying, you know, since it's around the time of Masters, we're trying like a Masters pink azalea drink and nothing but sugars and alcohol. Well, shoot, I threw on about 15 pounds in like two weeks. You know, uh, you're a big dude and you've, you've been a big guy a long time. You know what? I come from a Mexican household and we're nothing but short, stocky in our house. And I put on weight like nothing. And so, like you said, golf has been a way to just, uh, you know, and say, I like to board eat a lot. I, Hey, there ain't nothing to do. I'm a snack. I'm a snack on something. And so that's a great, that's a great thing is that golf is able to get your mind elsewhere, you know, and put that energy and that boredom or whatever else to something else. Absolutely. No, I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, and it has, I mean, uh, you know, these are crazy times, you know, going on right now. Um, and there's a lot of pressure. I mean, everybody's working from home. Well, if, if, if you're at the office, you only have what is available to you, you know, in your office setting. When you're at home, you have every, anything <laughs> that's in that cupboard in that pantry that's available to you at any point in time that in your eight hour work day, before you go to work and then even after you go after you go to work <laughs> you got to put limitations you got to put boundaries somehow and you got to you got to find you just got to keep yourself busy that's 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 the i've learned that in the last couple of years just growing up even after having this surgery is just learning learning to keep yourself yourself busy there's a difference of you know i sitting on the couch and just kind of you know snacking as opposed to you know and i'm missing sports like you wouldn't believe and i'm so glad that baseball is kind of coming back because i need i need you know i like i i now pace in front of the tv as opposed to just sitting on the couch because i always want to feel like i gotta be moving or or, or doing something so you know it, um i'm so gl- i'm so glad you know you know that that some normalcy as far as you know 
that I'm getting my baseball back to, you know, <laughs> that's true. So being in, being a, uh, from the Detroit area, are you a Tigers fan? I am 100% a Tigers fan. Oh man. I'm, hey, I'm, a Yan- I'm a Yanks fan right now. I had to tell my wife, I said, look, the TV's right here. Uh, Nationals and Yankees are playing right now, my Yanks. And I said, you got to better turn that crap off. I said, what the hell am I doing making a zoom for the same time opening night is? And I said, you know what? Hey, uh, there will always be my team, but there might not always be this nothing is OB podcast. So uh, tell me, uh, favorite Tiger of all time. Favorite Tiger of all time. Um, so huge, huge growing up, big time Cecil Fielder fan. Oh, Cecil man. Fielder. And then if you want to go back to like the 84 years when they won the World Series, uh, and this may be a far stretch for someone that will say is their favorite player. I, I grew up playing first base. That was my position. So Daryl Evans is another, you know, big time tiger, you know, of mine. Um, so those are probably, but Cecil Fielder, Cecil Fielder was, was my buddy. Cecil oh man, Fielder, he, he, I love yeah. Cecil Fielder. I love this game. He was, he was a big boy too. So I'm sure that's, that's maybe another yep. reason why he liked him. Yep. And then we got Prince later on and that didn't, that didn't turn out so well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But you know, and it was nice. It was nice that he was there and, and it sucked that his, uh, you know, Hey, he made his way to Texas. You know, it sucked that, that injuries took him out, but I thought, you know what? I, I thought his dad taught him well and he was a good representation of his family. And I thought he was, you know, a good ball player. And I hate that injuries cut him short. Absolutely, man. The thing with the neck with him, just, it, it's sad. It's sad when you have the talent like he did, and it's something like that that takes the game away from you, you know. So one of my bet, one of my favorite sports movies was for the love of the game. Now tell me, did you like that game? I mean, hey, it was about it was about the Tigers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like that. There's the other one where uh, uh, with um, the Magnum PI, Tom Selleck. Oh uh, yeah, Mr. Baseball. Yeah, where he's the coach. <laughs> yeah, he skipped. He skipped the, the chief. I think the they chief. The there you chief. go. There you go, chief. There it is. Yeah. It was. It was on the other day. I actually saw it yeah. the other day. He got to wear his tiger hat again, just in that because even the Magnum PI, he wore the tiger hat. So. Damn. Oh, hey, mine is blown right there. I totally forgot. That's right. I totally yeah. forgot he rocked that Detroit hat. All right. So tell me what. What led you uh, to the game of golf and what would you say your golf testimony is? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, back when I was like, uh, 18, 19, um, my buddies wanted me to play golf with them. And, um, I was more in my baseball mode at that point and golf. I didn't like golf golf. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I at least attempted back then. Um, I bought, you know, I bought Cleveland TA fives for anybody out there that, that knows. Um, and I thought that I would, you know, like where you, you, you try to buy all the right things and you try to do it right. And you think, you know, you, 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 you know, you want to know, make people think, you know what you're doing. <laughs> and, you know, and, oh my God. And, but, um, didn't never took a lesson or anything like that. Um, just tried to go out there with my friends because it was something that they were doing and that, you know, and I, I wanted to be a part of that. I couldn't hang with them. You know, I was really bad and, and, um, you know, I gave it up and, uh, you know, uh, come to 2017, you know, so I had a, after my surgery, funny as it may be, you know, I, once again, my friends were like, Oh, maybe this will, you know, be able to, 
spark you, you know, come out and do golf. Cause I was looking for, I was looking for something. I had, I had this vision of, you know, with losing the weight, I want to go back to doing something, you know, ha- having something that um, sports wise or activity wise that I can do. I mean, yeah, you can go out and you can shoot hoops. Can't really play football unless you got other people to play, you know, play football with. Um, as far as baseball, baseball, you know, uh, I could sign up for co-ed and do the whole, you know, softball co-ed or, or even find a, a, uh, a softball team, you know, to play on something like that. Um, but funny as it may be, I'm sitting there for a month, you know, time off recouping and, um, start, like I'm, I started watching golf and, uh, I started like, just really like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, you know, man, I, you know, this is a, I'm looking for something that I want to do. Can I do it by myself? You can go out and golf by yourself. Uh, it can take out some aggression, hitting some balls sometimes, you know, um, but I also looked at it as a, did, okay, this was something that I couldn't do before. My buddies want me to come out. I want to be with my buddies. I want a challenge. I want something that challenges me. I, I want to know that I can, you know, accomplish something. And the game of golf gave me the opportunity to, you know, get back into something and have a passion for and a liking, but also that would always continue to challenge me. And that's, that was the biggest intriguing part of it. That was the biggest gravity pull was that no matter how good or bad I get at this game, it's, it's, you know, it's going to be the challenge that's going to be part of it. It's not going to come. Sorry. It's not going to come easy for me. Nothing about it is going to be easy for me. Um, especially being a bigger guy. I mean, as the weight was coming off, you know, I, my swing changed probably five times just because of the, you know, my stomach area getting smaller, you know, in d- different times, um, you know, uh, it was just weird. And even go back, going back and looking at progressions of video and everything like that and taking video of my swing and just seeing how, you know, how different, you know, that went. Um, but it's just the, it's just the challenge and golf, golf has opened me up to so many different opportunities. Um, you know, classic example is us right now, just meeting new people, you know what I mean? And having connections with new people, um, golf has created opportunity for me and I wouldn't change that for anything. I totally agree with you there. Um, you know, you're on one, you're on one side, uh, you know, you're a bigger, larger guy, me, I am a short stocky guy. And so I'm sure we get several different looks when we head to the course, you know? And so as you can see right here, I got tons of golf shoes right here behind me. Uh, I'm a, I'm a golf shoe nut. I I'd rock a lot of different types of Nikes and my thought process has always been, and even as a coach, look good, feel good, play good. And hey, more than likely, I'm not going to play good, but you know what? At least I looked good doing it, you know? And so, and so, and so, uh, I'll go in it. No, it's funny that you say that because um, I'm a huge, and I know you already know this, we talked about it, but I'm a huge Callaway guy. But there's, being, being the big guy, um, there's a couple of YouTubers out there that are big guys, you know, just like, my, you know, just like myself. 
um, and uh, that have been an influence and um, uh, inspiration in me wanting to create my channel. But the coolest thing about it is there's a guy out there, Fat Guy Golf, very, very good golf channel. Um, and uh, John Baker is his name. And the guy is great. He's an inspiration. But he put himself out there being a big guy, um, even bigger than I am. And it's made me feel comfortable. He made me feel comfortable about going to the golf course where it didn't matter to me. And also, I will be honest with you, having the surgery and losing the weight also built self-confidence in myself where um, a lot of the stigma of stereotypes and, and what might have been coming in and, and what people might have thought about me, uh, I, I'll be honest with you, losing weight, it, it, for someone who's been big all their life, it gives them it gives you a lot more confidence. You even feel better about yourself. But going back to me talking about being a Callaway guy, there's so many times where I go out on the golf course now and I've been told, and not in a negative way, but like for, for being that big guy, man, you really, you really dress, you know, you know, you really present well, you know, and, and it's all, I mean, it's, I wear head to toe Callaway, you know, Callaway stuff, you know, um, oh, man, you're, just, you're a Callaway snob. Is that, that's what you're trying to tell me, right? Hey, <laughs> I, I appreciate them where other golf companies fall short. And I'm going to say this, and it's not the main reason why I've gravitated towards Callaway, but I will say this, where other golf companies don't have a, a, a big and tall presence, Callaway does. And that, that, you know, that mean that, that to me means a lot. I mean, it means that there's, there, you know, think about, I was the kid growing up where I wanted the, if you want to say name brand stuff or, you know, that, that type of thing. And um, not that I came from a family that, you know, could afford those things, you know, or anything like that, but, but what's worse of a, not being able to afford it, but B, never being able to get it even if you could afford it because nothing that they have will fit you. You know what I mean? So to be able to play the, the clubs that I play, which is I have a Callaway bag from head to toe, you know, every single club in my bag is Callaway. And then to be able to wear and sport Callaway as, you know, um, I'm team Callaway and I wear Callaway. That's just, that's, that's my, um, that the company has rejuvenated me. It's given me a, uh, um, I just, when you're confident, you're confident. You confidence will also make you play better. And I feel confident wearing Callaway and going out on the course and representing Callaway to its fullest. They're, they're a great product. I have the Epic flash, uh, driver right now. I'm trying to make my way to the Maverick, but, you know how it is. Once you find something that works, uh, why why try to fix something that ain't broke? You know, and absolutely. And absolutely. I'm sure. And so uh, I'm a firm believer in their products. I, I truly am. Uh, they're a great company. And uh, the previous guest I had on his I had on the show, uh, Chris Dingman. He was a, he's a South Texas Callaway golf fitter, and uh, you know he has 
He like he's like a putter whore. He has all the different types of dang Callaway putters. He's got the top, like he's got like exactly like if you could dream up a Callaway set, he's got it in his damn bag. And I'm like, you freaking jerk. You're like, it's like dangling a carrot in front of a donkey or something. You know what I mean? And so it it's nice to hear that uh Callaway is a good company. And then even one of my other guests, uh Carlos Brown, who's represented them, him for a good while. Uh, it seems like they're a great company that not only make great, great products, but, uh, they have great, uh, communication skills. They have great people at the forefront. And, um, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Huge goal of mine is to one day become, you know, a Callaway staffer of some sort, you know, um, I, I, I want that Callaway. I want that Callaway bag with my name on it. <laughs> but, hey, I think we all do, man. And I don't, and, I, and, and, and I and I want it because I, I want it. I want to earn it. I don't want to buy it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. It's so it's so much sweeter when someone get someone gifts it to you as opposed to you purchasing it. Yeah, and not because I want free stuff, but like I said, because you know. Uh, because I earned it and because it's, it's a passion and, 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 uh, you know, you put in, you put in work, you do work and, and people reward you, you know? So. Well, I'm I'm a tell, I, I'm, I, I am as well. That's what drew me to you is watching some of your videos. I see your logo in the background right now. This is actually going to be one of my first podcasts that I put as a video, you know, as a V pod or, oh. or vlog. And so I'm really excited uh, everything I've done on this podcast, I've self-taught from YouTube and anything like that. And I'm 40 years old. I am not tech savvy. Uh, once I started dating my wife, I, she got me into Apple products. And I was just like, wow, they're the easiest products to use and for, for me. And so uh, this is I'm, I'm super excited because you got your logo in the background. So tell me, what led you? To coming up with the name, uh, I know you're into rap. Uh, what, how'd you come up with the name uh, Bogey Smalls? Okay, so this is going to be funny. So, um, obviously, my favorite rapper is no- Notorious Big. Um, there's a golf company called Send It Golf. And they have a towel. And they came up with, like, the, the, like uh there, there's a there's a notorious big picture. It's one of the last photos that was ever taken of him, and he's got he's got. Uh <laughs> Uh-oh! What are you bringing from the rafters? What are you bringing down? <laughs> he's, got the, he's got the crown. If you've seen that picture, you know yeah, exactly what I'm. Talking I know exactly about. what you're talking that, about. That, that regal type, you know, crown, and um, and they they made like a towel of that. And I was like, man, you know, and, and, and it's funny because even, you know, some of my friends would call me, you know, bogey smalls, like, you know, one of my nicknames previous, I used to go by, if you know, the rapper too short as well. I used to go by too big is what one of my nicknames was, you know, junior high, high school. Um, but then it turned into when, when I started doing the golf thing, it was like, Oh, you know, bogey smalls bogey smalls because like biggie smalls you know so put that together because my favorite rapper whatever um and uh so i had that going and that's just i had my my instagram as that well it wasn't until that i got onto youtube and started doing my chant you know my youtube channel i started getting all of these people you know there's 
you know, there's already another, you know, bogey smalls out there. There's a, there's already another bogey smalls. And I'm like, I don't know who you're talking about, but you know, let me, <laughs> I want to know about them. You know, I want, you know, and, um, there's a, there's another YouTube guys out there. They're the greatest, man. I love these guys, but the bogey brothers. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Well, they go by, you know, two putt Shakur and bogey smalls. Yeah. Well, even them, I mean, they're great guys. We support each other. And they've even like, you're just a brother from another mother, you know? Oh, so, so there's I, no, there's no feud. There's no, there's no feud. Oh man. Come on. That's, 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 that's part, that's part of being bogey smalls. The funny thing is, I know I'm not from New York or anything like that, but the funny thing is, is they're from California. I'm, if you want to call Midwest, uh, East coast, West coast, man. I'm, I'm the East. I'm, he can be the West coast bogey smalls and I'm the East coast bogey smalls. So, all right. Fa- favorite song from notorious B I G. Unbelievable. Oh man. Unbelievable. I actually saw his movie just recently. I'd say about a couple of days ago. I thought that was a pretty badass movie. If I'm, if I may say. They, they did it right. They did it right. I mean, I think there was a lot that they left out, which obviously, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, um, you know, Hollywood's Hollywood and it's hard to portray obviously someone who's gone and you're only getting the story from yeah. other individuals. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So he wasn't, that, that, that's the, 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 the one thing that you kind of could ever wish for is that you know he would have had a chance to like tell his own story you know what i mean oh yeah i guess Uh, guess he did i guess he did through his music and all that type of but you know so no i i I do i do think you know there's there's several different sides that you could take especially in a movie like that and you know tupac's movie did went one way and obviously biggies went the other but I thought that it was I thought the actors did a great job of portraying each individual. And I thought the guy who played uh notorious BIG, man, I thought, you know, the way, you know, he had the slur and the way, you know, he'd rapped, I said, damn, I said, man, he he brought up all those feelings that you got when Biggie came onto the stage or when you know you Absolutely. pop that when you pop when you pop that ready to die album on, you know? And so uh I thought the other day, and I was just like, "Man, this is it. This is a sign. Bogey Smalls is supposed to be on the pod." Hey, well, I appreciate it, man. Now, tell me, uh, some of the biggest things that what were some of the biggest things and biggest hurdles that you had to deal with in transitioning into golf? Because, like you stated earlier, uh, you needed just something else. And the way I look at it in the game of golf for me and through my eyes is that. I, I got, I have a competitive itch in me that it needs to be scratched. And just like you stated earlier, you, you have to challenge yourself. And I don't, th- I don't think there's a greater game than a greater sport than golf that messes with you physically messes with you mentally. And uh, what were some of the biggest things that you had to go through and making this transition to a new game that you hadn't picked up in many years? Uh I didn't know anything about anything. Very, I, <laughs> I mean, um, I didn't know what equipment to buy. Um, I didn't know. Uh, I I didn't know golf etiquette. Um, I didn't know. You know. Uh, I mean, I, I knew par and and, and eagle albatross. I mean, I knew I knew that part of the game. It wasn't dumb in that part. 
but actually going like it took me a few couple of times to like go out with my buddies and even understand that, you know, not, not, not to walk in their line, like, you know, not to, you know, stand behind them, shit, you know, creating shadow, just golf, golf etiquette as a whole. Uh, I mean, I, I was completely foreign to that type of thing. Um, the learning how to swing, understanding what a swing path was, understanding why I was hitting the ball a certain way, um, understanding that I'm topping the, you know, because I will use baseball analogies a lot to tr- because that, that was my sport, you know? Um, and so I, I try to familiarize myself the same way that I did with learning, you know, the game of baseball. So yes, I've adapted and I've picked up, man, there's so much stuff. The biggest hurdle for me right now is reading greens. I am terrible at it. It's, it's the worst thing, you know, for, for me. Um, and I, I don't, I don't putt completely horrible, um, but get me on a nice course that's got, you know, a lot of breaks, you know, to a green and, and, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm completely lost, you know? Um, but the challenge for me has really been just, um, adapting to the different, swings that I've had I have a very over the top and I've had a very natural pull hook in everything that I do so I had to really work a lot and work very hard on that if you look at my Instagram I just posted a picture of my epic flash that I have as well I saw I saw the fade my my fade is all yes all the way up to the top I'm gonna tell you it, it, it just it plays for me that's just how it plays well, I'm going to tell you, you posted that picture and I saw it yesterday and I was just like, damn, you know, so, so I'm over here and I'm looking, <laughs> I'm over here. Like I was like this, I was just like, Hmm, man, should I, should I, should I raise mine a lot more up? I mean, man, you really, you mess with me, dude. You really, you oh. mess with me. And so I was like, no, you know what? You know what? I'm just going to leave it alone. I'm just going to leave it alone. Um, should I saw that, dude. Do what's working for you right now because I figured, hey man, I've been me and my buddy were out playing, and um, I'm like, I was on a real good streak of like hitting the ball straight, and about you know I was hitting like sixty percent of my fairways for that day, and I'm like, man, I'm real. I mean, this is I'm I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Well, I I thought I'm gonna go and adjust my driver a little bit. <laughs> Why I put it like how you have it. I put it down a little bit, you know, take, I'm going to take some fade off and see if I can edge down and, you know, kind of figure out, Oh dude, it, I, I, it was, it was, it got in my head. Uh-huh. The, first, the first shot after doing that, it went right back to the same, you know, pole hook again. And I'm like, okay, I got to put that fade back on because that's what straightens everything out. Yeah. That, that weight. Yeah. That, for me is I used to, I used to fade or I say fade, but it was slice a lot. And, and now, you know, I put it heavy on that draw and it kind of balances me out. So since we're getting into to epics and the epic flash and drivers, what's in your bag right now? Absolutely. So uh, I play the epic flash sub zero driver, which is kind of odd because I don't, I, I don't have a, that, that, 
that particular club in the sub zero is graded for people that have a very fast, you know, swing speed. Yeah. I was going to say you have to, or it's supposed it's for them. Yes. I do not. However, um, the spin factor for me using that club and I've taken it and gotten it, you know, fitted, you know, for myself, um, they actually recommended that one more than just the regular sub zero, just so that because it would take less spin off the ball and kind of help me as opposed to it, even though I, you know, my swing speed is a lot, you know, slower than, you know, your, your, your tour pros or even, even the, you know, scratch type, you know, golfers, the ones that, you know, swing it, you know, hundred miles per hour. That's not me, you know? Um, as far as irons, I play the Callaway Rogues. Uh, my wedges are all Callaway MD3s, and I play a 52, a 48, a 52, a 56, and a 60. Damn, you got four wedges in the bag? Four wedges in the bag. Well, all well, for different. Yeah. All for, all for different. And that's, that's, that's as of recent. And then my favorite club in the bag right now, I used to play, I used to have a Callaway, just uh, three, you know, just a fairway one. Uh, it was one of those clubs where you got it in the bag, but you never want to take it out. And I swapped it out for a three hybrid. Oh my God, I am in love. Uh, I'm, I'm in love with my three hybrid. It's, oh it's amazing. There, there's, there's some, I, I sometimes would rather hit that off the T than, you know, than my driver. <laughs> I know what you mean. If, 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 okay. It's like, I need one in the fairway down the middle. There's trouble to the right, trouble to the left. I'm pulling out my damn, you know what? And it's a old, it's a old hybrid too. It's a, it's a X hot three hybrid. Uh, okay. I wanted, I wanted in a golf tournament and like, if I'm going to go down swinging, if God came down this day and said, you know what, if you, if you hit the damn ball in the fairway, you're going to heaven, or if not, you're going to hell. I say, you know what, I am pulling out this damn dry, this three hybrid and I'm hitting it all day. And it's just, it's a Callaway rogue three hybrid. I swapped it out. I traded in the fairway wood. I got that. Uh, I was like, okay, this is something new. This is fresh. And even just the, 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 uh, um, the just the approach when it, when you lay the club down to the ball it should it just it feels different it looks different and man can i can i hit that thing and i absolutely i absolutely love it just the other day playing a par 5 which is it was like a 600 yard par 5 i only hit my driver maybe 22230 off of the tee and then i pulled out the 3 and both it, it's in my latest video me and my buddy look at each other because I hit the three hybrid on the second shot and I was on the green. Oh, crap. And I'm like, I don't know how I flew this thing to uh, carry to 250 and let alone it, it had 30 yards of roll. Oh, damn. Damn. <laughs> That's nice. So, That's I, got, a nice I, got a, I got a hold of one. It made, it's not going to happen all the time, but it's that – I. I have a lot of confidence in hitting that club. And then my putter is just a Toulon um, San Diego style putter. Um, you can kind of compare it to a Scotty Cameron type. I mean, it's a milled, you know, putter. Yeah. It, the feel, the feel off of it is just unbelievable. I really like that. I really like that putter. Um, 
and and then as far as balls, you know, it's the only thing. And Callaway, don't get mad at me, but <laughs> I don't I don't play a Callaway ball. Um, I play I play Vice. Oh Vice, man, good Vice ball. Football. And it's just it's uh, it does everything that the I used to play the Pro V ones, but I can't afford you know Pro <laughs> V ones all the time. I was trying to find something com- comparable, you know, as best as possible that, you know, was a little bit less on, you know, on the checkbook. And that's when, you know, someone uh, suggested Vice, you know, uh, Pro Plus balls. They said, if you're playing, I, you know, I played the Pro, the, I played the Pro V1Xs, you know, and uh, they check well for me. The spin is great. Just, and I actually probably, if you go back and look at my numbers, uh, average wise, I've probably like 10 to 12 yards. I've gotten, um, off of my driver just by switching to that ball. And I, I don't, I equate that to a little bit of golf for everyone out there. If you guys, I know this is a podcast, you guys can't see me, but I'm pointing to my head as if to let you know there, a lot of golf is all in the head as well you know you it, it it's physical it's it's physical ability and everything uh but a lot is a lot is mental a lot is uh s- smart smart golf can improve your scores like you wouldn't believe when you think you can go for everything and you think you're 10 cup and you think you're you know that's that's where uh you, you're and you get yourself in, in trouble so i i totally agree uh, i hate hearing one of the, or one of the phrases out there, Oh, you got to take your medicine. And I'm like, bullshit. I hate, I hate hearing that damn turn. I was like, no, I hate medicine. Medicine sucks. No, hell no. I ain't taking no damn medicine. Well, as in, as a, in golf balls, I ordered, man, I ordered like, I'd say like 30, 30 cases of, or 30, 15 dozen. I ordered 15 dozen balls from cut, from cut, um, cut, golf ball company right and i thought they were freaking awesome right and plus it's kind of it's better as i hand them out for promotions and stuff like that or give them out it's better than giving somebody like a nitro or a wilson staff you know or a noodle golf ball and it's around the same price range right people are like oh damn this is badass i've never heard of this company i'm like great golf ball right well i reach out to them and you know they're constantly sending me updates hey can we order you any more golf balls, order any more logo golf balls? Cause I put my logo on them and I said, Hey, I'd like to see if I can be an ambassador, if there's anything I can do for the company, because, uh, I really believe in the product. Well, nobody got back to me like at all. Like just said, I said, man, I said, I spent over like, like, like four or 500 bucks through your company. Like, I mean, you can't just write reply, you know, after se- several emails. And so I said, you know what? Uh, vice, I, you know, I replied, I, I sent an email to vice. They replied back to me and I'm thinking about looking at Snell cause Snell seems like it's a pretty good company as well. And so I'm going to do, try to do some logo balls through them. And, uh, just cause again, it's, it's not your normal everyday household names. And I still think they make a, a great ball for guys like us. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it is. And, 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 uh, you know, a lot of us all want to try different balls and you want to, but I, I, I'm stuck on my one ball now. And that is, that is vice main reason. And as just because it's built confidence, 
is my my biggest golf goal to date is breaking you know 90 and i, I saw broke, that i saw that I broke, I broke 90 with my vice ball so that holds a special you know place for me right now you know what i mean so it's like i want to continue getting better with that same ball and i i believe that there's something about that for someone who plays who doesn't go round around or you know uh playing different balls learn your game with the same ball all the time i I totally agree there um Normally I play whatever I find in the damn woods. And so that, that's why I give, that's why I give I was, all my golf balls. I was, I was that way at one time too. That's why I give all my golf balls to my buddies because I said, hey guys, I need free advertisement. So you know what? I know those jerks, they're going to lose the damn balls all over the place. So I'm like, hey, thank you guys. This is, <laughs> give me some free advertisement. Well, now going into your game of golf, what is one thing that you really think has improved your game? Because uh, because watching some of your vlogs, I know you're like, hey, trying to break ninety. Now you're trying to trying to break in eighty five. Uh, so, what are some of the things that you've done to improve your performance out there on the course? Well, you know, quarantine actually helped me. Uh, you know, where some, I mean, it, it actually helped me because. Uh, I didn't think I was going to be able to go out and golf. So I bought a home, you know, I bought a simulator, bought a golf simulator and I put it in the garage. Uh, there's nothing, there's nothing better than, than being able to just walk out to your garage and swing the club, you know, um, and just getting the repetition in, getting, getting, you know, those strokes in um, and kind of seeing with the golf simulator, what, what your swing path is doing and, and, and the change and understanding, you know, what the ball does off of your dif- different, you know, swing pass and, you know, close club face, open club face, come, you know, uh, if you're hitting it off the toe, you know, so that gave me a lot of learning, you know, that, that part of my game. Um, but just, I, I, I grew up as far as playing smart golf. Um, I used to just go out there and just kind of, you know, grip it and, you know, just, I mean, <laughs> grip it and rip it. Yeah. And, and um, even with the irons and everything and, and, and thinking that I could, you know, do things that I couldn't do or that, you know, I'm a big boy and I got a lot of power. I can muscle this here. I can muscle that there. Um, course management. I've taken that as a big, uh, I really watched a lot of like golf and YouTube videos and just uh, one gentleman golf, golf sidekick, great channel. Um, and he does a lot on breaking, you know, different scores and watching him and just uh, his, his view on different course management and why you might do this in this situation. You might do that in that situation. Um, also another guy is Mr. Short Game and, um, Matt, Matt Fisher from Mr. Short Game. His channel has helped me big time with learning, uh, the short game aspects of the game. So there's a lot said for, you know, YouTube and, you know, golf influencers on YouTube and, and providing quality content to, to actually, you know, 
to help um, and and playing more. Playing more has been the absolute thing that has and not just practicing going to the range, but playing actual golf has improved me big time. I know it has um, this season alone, like I, a lot of things jumped and changed for me. I went from being a 25, you know, handicap, 26 handicap. Now I'm 18, 18 and a half and, and getting better. So, you know, that's where, you know, I, and I contribute a lot, a lot of that to just playing more. And then obviously, you know, practice is also important too. Um, but, but, uh, uh, planned practice, smart practice, like what I usually, I'm not just, just don't go to the range and hit the driver to try to hit it, you know, 300 yards, but going to, going to the range or coming into you know the garage and doing the golf simulator and actually uh um pretending different uh scenarios of the game you know um so like going to the range and 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 mentally playing holes at a golf course you know so hitting the driver seeing where the ball goes if the ball went a little bit left or whatever and thinking about okay now i'm okay I'm playing a 400 yard hole. This is what I would do and take that club out of the bag and hit that next and do those types of things. More scenario based practice than just hitting the clubs to see how far they go. Um, but repetition, but repetition as well. So I, I practice more now in like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm game situations. Like I'm a, I'm a pitcher or a hitter. You know, for like I would say, I'll always kind of bring baseball, you know, into it, and that's just because I'm, you know, my me growing up playing the game of baseball, where you know I I I I'm doing that what the I'm I'm preparing my mound session like a pitcher would, um, and and that aspect of it. So it seems like uh, your preparation, mental preparation, as well, has been totally beneficial for your game of chopping down that handicap. Now, in watching several of your blogs, uh, I see, you know, breaking 90. Now it's hey, trying to break, into, break 85. Uh, your big drives, bombs, uh, you know, floppy <laughs> smalls. Uh, so what's next on this YouTube channel? What's next? Uh, you know, I, that's, that's, that's a very good question. <laughs> very good question. What's next? I just... I just, you know, this may sound selfish, but I, I just, I just want it to grow. I, I, I want more people to, I want more, I want more people to like hear my story. I feel like for selfish reasons, even for myself, I just, I got a lot to share and a lot to offer people that may have ever been in the same situation. I mean, maybe there's a, you know, just like, just like John Baker from, from fat guy golf did for me to make me comfortable with making a YouTube channel and, and putting myself out there and, and doing the game of golf. Maybe I can be that, that John Baker for somebody else, you know, and that's the message that I'm trying to do. I'm trying to yes, incorporate my weight loss with my golf game, but um, it's really just, I, I've, I've really found that it's, it's really just about opportunity now. 
golf has created a lot of opportunity, a lot of different friendships, new friendships, new people. Um, there's been a lot of times where I've gone, I've gone and, you know, where just because I wanted to get golf in, I went and golf by myself. But obviously, you know, sometimes when you're golfing by yourself, you, your game speeds up and you, you catch up with people. And there's sometimes going to be some people that don't want you playing with them at all. And then there's going to be others. Hey, do you want to play ahead or, Hey, do you want to, you know, do you want to play with us? There's been numerous times now where I've, I've paired up with individuals, you know, out on the course and have had some very awesome conversations and, and get and them asking and, and, and me getting the opportunity to share my story, just like with you and like with Odie and, and, and just, you know, uh, my connection, you know, with you now being able to this, I love this because it's able to share my, share my story. I'm able to talk about, you know, my story. And, um, I think that's awesome. There, there's nothing wrong and there's nothing selfish about, about where, what you're trying to do with your YouTube channel. I think just, like I said, in, in, and trying to do some research about you and looking at your channel and what your channel's about your trailer and, a lot of your vlogs and just speaking with you on the phone. And now in this podcast, I see that, that you want to do what I'm trying to do is you're, you're just trying to, you're, you're trying to be that light. You're just trying to be that influence for somebody else that others have done for you. Uh, yep. I, I like to think, uh, especially here in San Antonio or in South Texas, I, I don't think there, I think there's a lot of good golf and there's a lot of good influencers. Like you said, on the YouTube side uh, and what I'm trying to do for just, people on the social media side and in Texas is just really trying to uh, shed light on people like you uh, and good programs that are out there. Because I think there's so many, there's uh, obviously there's a lot of influencers in this game of golf that we're probably never going to know about everybody. But I think if, uh, if everybody just kind of does just a little bit to grow this game, I, I think the, 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 you know, it, the possibilities are endless. And like, like you stated, being on the course, uh, you learn a lot about yourself in, in interacting with other type of personalities, what this game does. And you understand, uh, like I always say is like, Oh, is this kind of like, you know, you're going to be, uh, you're going to, I say, I call it bitch golf. You're going to be a bitch and make me put it out. You're going to give, give me golf. Uh, you're going to, you're going to use that foot wedge. You're, you're going to take a mulligan. You're going to play a mulligan golf. Uh, you learn a lot about somebody spending several hours in a round with them. And also, uh, you get a chance for somebody to see like really like your true self. Yeah. And you can have a bad day out on the course, but to spend that bad time with individuals or even your friends at the end of the day, it can, it can make up for it because, because as you just said, you're going to learn, you're going to learn a little bit more about yourself than you did, you know, three and a half, four hours ago. You know what I mean? So I, I totally agree. And, and that's why I do this podcast. Cause I do it for the feels that I'm getting right now, man. I shed a freaking little tear here a little while ago because uh, I, man, everyone's got a story and man, that's what I'm trying to do is just put these stories out. So tell me with all these feels that, that we're getting into right now, what's your best golf memory that you've had on the course so far? Um, the best golf memory out on the course, um, 
I would say, I mean, recently, just, you know, I want to, I want to break that 85. So when I broke 89, I was by myself and it was a really good, you know, um, really good feeling. It was by myself. So only I got to experience that. You know what I mean? So now I want to, I want to break that and get even better, but I want, I want, you know, I, 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 I want to share that experience, you know, with others. Um, but the, the most recent feeling is, is, you know, um, I, I still am ecstatic about this. You'll see it if you go and you watch my video of when I, I hit the green, you know, in two on that shot. Cause I never ever would have, you know, thought that, that I could accomplish that. Um, and, and so that was a huge accomplish, accomplishment for me and a, and a memory that I have stuck in my, you know, in my head right now. Um, and then just, just, just meeting people. I mean, that it's, it's golf. Golf is a little weird in the fact that you, you can, you, you can connect with a stranger and get paired up with a stranger right from the beginning, right from the get go. Um, and play with them and feel like you've been friends forever. Uh, I totally you know? agree. It, it, I totally agree. And it was never like they were, they were, when you, when you left the, when you, when you, when you, you know, you, you finished the 18th hole and I know everything with COVID or whatever, but you give an elbow tap now or you give a fist, you know, bump or whatever, or a virtual high five. Um, you know, it's, it's a very different feeling, you know, walking away than when you first started because it's not necessarily like they're, a, you know, a stranger. Um, so you know, for, for what it's worth. I mean, you know, those, those are the memories that I keep. It's, it's yes, the game, but it's also the individuals that, you know, the memories are also built with the individuals that I'm with at the time that I'm, that I'm playing as well. All right. Now a little bit on the lighter side, favorite golf movie. Favorite golf movie. Um, has to be, probably oh, you're thinking man I, I got you on this one it seems like i got you well, because, because <laughs> I, you know I, <laughs> because i want to I'll, I'll be honest with you i want to say happy gilmore just because i've watched it so many times um but but i mean really my fate you know my I think when it comes down to it is, is 10 cup is probably my favorite golf. Movie. There you go. Hey, West Texas. There he goes. Texas, man. It's a, it's a Texas golf, Texas golf right there, dude. That's not how it is. That's not how it is here in San Antonio. We got a lot of green all over the place. You know, it's not like how his range was, but uh, that's a great movie. Favorite character from 10 cup. Oh, it's gotta be kind of, it's gotta be him. It's, you know, it's, it's, uh, just the the whole seven iron scene is probably <laughs> is probably the best scene in golf. I mean, I could say Caddyshack has a lot of good things too, but just how they spun and and even Happy Gilmore, but how they spun the seven iron scene and the bet and how he won it. Oh yeah, uh, I I can't say that I seen that coming the very first time that I watched that movie. Not at all. 
I was I, I like how he's telling I like how he's telling his group of friends after the round was it the seven iron on twelve or was it the seven iron on fifteen or was it this you know and he's just like I was like yeah well no shit man you broke all your damn clubs dude well, yeah I, I really I really I really like that movie and I mean I you know um and then Happy Gilmore obviously and then Happy would be you know my favorite character out of that too so. You know, um, but ten cup, ten cup takes the ten cup. All right, that's what I like to hear. I love, I freaking love that movie. I, I look at myself as more of like a Romeo character. You know, I'm I'm a small Hispanic guy, so you know I love Cheech, and I'm like, you know, what, I love all the Cheech and Chong movies. So, and I love his, I love you know all his anecdotes and all his lines in the movie. And so, uh, you know, I, so you know what, like if I had to relate to like one golf character, I'm like. I'm Romeo, you know, that, that's me. I'd, I'd take him as my caddy. <laughs> See, he's a good guy. All right. Now, who are you playing your last round of golf with? Like, I know I'm, I know I'm out the door. That's right. Like you're, like you're kicking the bucket. There ain't no tomorrow. Your last round. Um, Seve. Ooh. You, you know, can have I mean, a, you, you can have a foursome, so it doesn't have to be just one guy. If you want to, if you can be just you and Sevi, that'd be cool. You know, I mean, that's that's probably the most magic, the most uh, magical shot maker right there. I just think where uh, where a lot of people will say Tiger and even Phil Mickelson, you know, own the wedge game and the short game. Uh, if you go back and you really watch Sevi and the things that he did, the. Uh, on, unbelievable just un- unbelievable oh that guy I mean, was he was a magician he's just some something else and and you know uh i think i have a little bit of a closer type you know connection um you know uh you know obviously his time was short you know he was only 54 years old or whatever when he passed away so uh you know he, i i i think he had a lot of you know he retired probably because you know he knew with everything going on, like six years prior to that or whatever. Um, but just, I don't think that guy ever lived long enough to really understand, you know, his legacy, you know? I, I totally agree. I love watching the movie that they made about him, Sevi, And I love seeing his old highlights. And I'm just, the, it, it's so funny, the highlights that they show of him, he's hitting out of the water. He's hitting that from behind a tree. And I'm just like, damn, this guy can get it up and down from anywhere. I said, man, you know, he just, and he's a Spaniard, you know? And so, uh, I can't stand Sergio Garcia. Uh, I don't so, like him either. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? I'll take, like I'll take Sevi all day. And he's a Callaway guy. And I, even I know, will, man, I, I know. And I, I will even be like, you know, he whines and he does the things that he does. I'm like, <laughs> you know, come on. Um, but with Savvy, I think the, 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 the greatest thing is uh, him taking he, a putter out of the sand wedge or, or out, of the, out of the sand trap, taking a, using a putter out of the sand trap. Oh, man. Long, Again, he's a magician, dude. He is. He is. There's nothing, you know, and, and, and Phil Mickelson, let's give him his credit too, you know. But, but for me, you know, uh, 
if I had to pick four, it would be or, or, or three others to play with me. It would probably be you know Tiger, uh, Phil, uh, Phil, and Savvy. But if you ask me who my favorite golfer is, <laughs> tell me who. <laughs> my my favorite is Mark Leishman, and that's Mark, all. So, Mark Leishman. Such a crazy answer. The, okay. the Australian, right? Yep, absolutely. Uh, he, he's got a great story. He's his, got a great story. His, his story and with his wife and being a family man. And there's just something about him that I relate to so much. Um, he, he's just, he's, he's definitely my, my favorite golfer. And I mean, I root him on like you wouldn't believe. I get mad when he doesn't get enough coverage on a, <laughs> you know, on a weekend. Oh, I do. I do. And I put, I, and if you go back to my Twitter, you will see, I, I light up the PGA tour and I light up the golf channel and everything. I'm like, this is a, this is a, a top 10 golfer or top 15 golfer. I'm sorry, but top 10 in earnings, uh, career, and he never get. He's. I mean, he's always unless he unless he's winning or in contention, he never gets any any play. It it, it bothers me. I wish. I, sometimes I wish Callaway would step up more for the guy and find a way to, you know, make him more. I mean, they make Phil the face, but I, you know, I I think he deserves this due as well. I, I like his game too, and I do love his story. Uh, only almost losing his wife, and I think the the child that she was giving birth to at the time, right? And uh, I guess as a father, uh, having having two daughters, I know you have two daughters as well, right? And um, I, I sympathize with his story a lot because with my first daughter, uh, you know, I'm I'm an idiot, dude. You know, I, I'm 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 just a coach. You know, I, I don't know. I'm not as educated, it took me seven years to get a four-year degree, you know, but I had a blast doing it. Don't get me wrong. Hey, met my wife, had a blast doing it. But when my wife was giving birth to our oldest daughter, she had some complications and I I did not, you know, I'm, I'm not familiar with, you know, medical stuff. And, uh, I just know that we couldn't touch my daughter at the beginning. She wasn't crying my wife, they couldn't stop her hemorrhaging. Uh, I thought I was going to lose my whole world at that moment. And, uh, you know, I said, I said, man, I'm gonna lose my daughter. I'm gonna lose my wife, everything that I have in this world. And so when I hear Leishman's story at the time, and I know it was what it was like, maybe like four or five years ago, right? Something of that nature, or maybe even longer. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's about that, that's a, that timeline. Yeah. I, I you know what? I, I knew, I knew where he was as a person, where his head was, where his faith was tested. And so, you know what, he's one of the guys that I always root for. And, uh, you know, and I'm sure from your situation and from, you know, your wife's situation, trying to be better for yourselves and ultimately for your kids, uh, you feel for people that have gone through life situations and that have risen above it, you know? Absolutely. Yep. 100%. There's just, it really is, man. There's just something about him that, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's simple, I guess is the word I'm, you know what I mean? There's, there's, uh, he's, he's very, very good player, but he's not flashy. And I guess that's, that's what I like about it. That's what I like about it. You know, 
And maybe he doesn't, maybe, maybe he's reserved and doesn't, doesn't want the limelight like that, you know, but man, he's too good enough to not get his dues. You know, that's just how I feel. I, I agree with you, man. He, he can ball. Uh, I saw him play. I saw him. I was covering uh, the Dell uh, match play last year that uh, Kevin Kisner won. And we were following his, his group and during a practice round and we were on the back. We were on the back. I couldn't tell you what hole it was. I think if I'm not mistaken, I think it was either 15 or 16. It was this huge long par five and he crushed a drive. And uh, it was funny because, you know, he's wearing shorts and, you know, he's a tall, he's a, he's a big dude. And so seeing him wear shorts and you normally don't see these guys wear shorts and practice rounds. Cause you know, they don't televise the practice rounds. And so I'm looking at him. I said, man, he kind of looks funny seeing, you know, seeing those white legs and seeing him in shorts. Well, on this par five, you know, he goes DOD, he goes driver off deck. He freaking for a second shot, he pulls that driver out and he freaking smoked one on his second shot, right? Like smoked one in practice round. And it, I mean, he freaking smokes it and it goes and it lands because uh, they're there in Austin and at Austin Country Club. And it gets just like uh, it's pin high uh, and the, over one bunker on the left side. And I'm over here just looking at it like, holy crap, like this dude hit freaking driver off the deck, second shot, like he hit it like three and change. You know, and I'm just like, uh, I hope he does it. I hope he does it in his match. Hey, you got to try something new every once in a while, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to. All right, beyond the stake segment right here. What's some negative feedback that you've gotten from any of your YouTube or social media stuff that you put up? Sure. Absolutely. So funny that it'd be a lot of my videos get a lot of thumbs up and likes and I'll, majority of my videos, hundred percent like every once in a while I'll get a thumbs down and it's funny when I get one, but one video that has taken the cake as far as the negativity is an actual man the people that are in the review business for any, what it be electronics or any type of product, I give them so much praise because it's got to be the hardest thing in the world. You can't please everybody. I did a review on the ShotScope V3, new performance, you know, GPS tracking watch. I have the two. Uh, I have the two. Yeah, the two was great. I went from the two to the three, but I tried to give my best and honest, you know, opinion. And, and in my review, I also give, you know, like uh, not knocking the watch, but personal cons, you know, like nothing that's the watch. It's more of a personal preference than anything else. Well, I got some guys on there. The one guy's like in the first three minutes of this video, it's nothing but the guy's face and you never see the watch. What's up with that? <laughs> And, and just, but it's, 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 it's the one video. And I mean, and there's a slew of other, you know, comments and stuff, like, you know, this is not the greatest review. I don't understand what the point that you were trying to make, you know, I mean, just, it's very hard it, that doing reviews is, is, is a, uh, a hard business as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I give a lot of the YouTube people that are out there that do the reviews, a lot of, a lot of credit. It takes a lot to do. Um, but yeah, that's one video where I did on the ShotScope B3, where it's probably the most negativity that I've gotten on any, on any video that I've got, that I've got put up. So tell me, 
I, I want the Satsuko V3. I've been impressed and I love the V2 and I love how it gives you the capability to see, you know, where you went or your putts or this, that, and the other, and it can, you know, track your stats. I love seeing that because when you're on the course, yeah, you want to know how far you hit your drive. You want to know how far your approach shot was and you want to see all that or, man, I landed there. That's right. You know, and you can go back and you can kind of backtrack your round. And I love that. Now I told myself, I said, shoot, I'm in love with the damn V2. I said, I'm going to run this damn thing into the ground before I get the V3. What is the biggest difference uh, between the two? And, and I guess outside of uh, the size or the smaller, you know, the smaller watch, more screen color, what's, what's the biggest, I guess, feature that, uh, or the most positive feature from the two and the three. So right off, right off the bat, not having with the V2, not so the the courses don't live on the watch they don't pull down from the from the gps on the fly over the air Mm -hmm. with the new watch you can go to any course you want and you don't have to set up the watch ahead of time okay yeah you don't have to i like that yeah to me that is the greatest thing they they hit the home run with that on that uh the other thing that i like the um the yardages are much better, and and there's a lot of negativity out there for shot scope, and I feel bad for them because I do think a lot of it is, uh, and I only say it's because I've I've not experienced it, and I don't know. You have the V2, so maybe you can attest to this or not, but I never had rounds where shots were missed. Do you ever get that where you have to go back and fix your shots because shots were missed? Now I think if shots were missed, I think if anything, it may have added some shots and I know uh, th- there could be some problems here or there with maybe a putt wasn't recorded or you're you're too close in proximity they think it's a putt and you're like a chip and I can see maybe that being an issue and uh, I, I guess early on I was having to go in and, and edit too many too much too many of my rounds and I haven't had to do that I guess like the second year I had it you know I never experienced that um, and so it's hard for me to like speak on that because I never had that issue, but it's, it's common. Mm-hmm. So you can't doubt it that it's not happening to people, but I often wonder if they're wearing it on the wrong hand or what, what, what exactly is being done or what they're doing with it. Because the product, I, I love the product. I love it. The tags on the new ones too, um, are, are, are much better and I, and everything picks up a lot easier. I noticed that I don't have to do, um, you know, as many, like, uh, I always felt like I had to do like a lot of practice, practice swings. swings I, yeah. Because I was afraid that my shot wasn't going to get picked up. No. And just the, the fluent of the watch, but do you want to know something that to me is the biggest plus on the watch more than anything? Tell me, tell me. Okay. So the V2, and I thought that they would come out with a software update for this to make it either a 12 or a 24 hour type clock because obviously the company, you know, is, you know, yeah. In UK, you can't with the V2 with, so you can wear the new one, like a watch, obviously the battery life and everything has improved. Oh, damn. That's cool. But now it's a reg, but now, but now you can do a 12 or 24 hour clock. Yeah. So, you know, you don't have, I mean, and whether you can figure out military time quickly or not, it's just nice to be able to look at the watch and just your mind's programmed on that regular time and it's there, you know, 
So to me, and it's, it's those little, it's, it's those, it's the little things like that. You know what I mean? Uh, it's a superior watch. I, I, um, I love it. Um, I, I, you know, I swear and stay strong by, by shot scope. Um, and the only other thing right now that I can find that is, uh, could be a game changer for it is the LX five by sky sky caddy. Go check that out for anyone that's looking for something that, you know, might, you know, spark their interest as far as a GPS or type watch. Uh, that might be a strong competitor to the, to the shot scope. I will keep my shot scope and I, I use my shot scope. Um, I don't, I don't change, but if someone gave me that LX five to try out, it may, <laughs> it's just, it just looks nice without using it and testing it. You wouldn't know. Um, but, uh, you know, I know this is not a, not a plug for, you know, for that LX five, but it's, it's, it's a, it just looks nice. It looks pretty, but that it, it's got to perform too. And to me, the shot scope V3, it performs. It's everything that I want in a performance watch. It gives me my statistical data with my rounds. It's been a big part of my game. It's been a big part of my channel too. If you ever notice when you're watching my course vlogs, I have uh, the, the pictures that show each hole as I go through that, that data is pulled directly down from the dashboard of shot scope. So shot scope is a big part of my, you know, I noticed that. My, yeah. 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 I noticed that and, and I do, and I love it, but I'm running my two into the ground before I get a new one, man. I'll tell you that much. All right. All right, Jess. So why don't you let everybody know uh, what your channel called and uh, how to get at you on social media? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, two biggest uh, spots you can find me is obviously YouTube. That's where my uh, all my course vlogs, I release content on every Monday and every Thursday. If you just search for the bogey smalls, so the bogey smalls, you'll find me right there. And then uh, Instagram, if you're not following me on Instagram, I post a lot of content on there. Uh, I interact with people. You got questions you want, you know, just to, just to chat. Uh, you can find me and just the bogey smalls, all one word, the bogey smalls in, on Instagram. Um, and that's where I'm at. Those are the two biggest uh, social media platforms that I use. I'm also on Twitter, but you'll find me pretty much, you know, on Instagram and then also my YouTube. All right, Jess, uh, I had a good time, man. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, it'll be out in a couple of weeks. And man, I, I thank you for sharing your story with our listeners. I, I think they're really going to feel what kind of person you are. And uh, I appreciate what you bring to the game of golf. I appreciate you, buddy. And I appreciate the relationship. And like I said, the opportunity, um, it was fun, man. I had a lot of fun, you know, you, to get together and talk, talk golf, talk anything. So, uh, you know, don't be surprised if I don't hit you up just on, you know, off the podcast just to say, hey, what's up? You know oh, I mean? man, of course, man. I'm always available. All right. Uh, hopefully you stay on so I can talk to you just for a little bit longer. But uh, again, Jess, thanks so much. You take care, bro. You too. I appreciate you, buddy. Let's please help support Jess on his YouTube channel, The Bogey Smalls. You can also hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, at NothingIsOB, or on Facebook, Andy Torres. Also, please consider joining the Facebook group, Nothing is OB South Texas Podcast. On next episode, I will be speaking with Georgetown Country Club head golf professional, Ben Kern. He was the low teaching professional at the 2018 PGA Championship. You can also reach me 
can find out more info about this podcast at www.nothingobgolf.com. Remember, in the game of life, nothing is OB.